Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tav Chof Ches. We're um, almost through with the mimer. We've still got a bit, bit of a way to go. I'm hoping we'll be able to complete it today. And uh, we've been in the midst of a very lengthy discussion uh, comparing and distinguishing the Evid Pajut uh, and from the Evid Neman. Um, just to briefly review what we talked about last time, the, both of them are absolutely bittle. This, this is the great paradox of these varieties of Avaita. Both of them are totally given over to the Odin, whom they are serving. But the way in which they're given over is extremely, to- totally, totally different. The Evid Pajit is bittle mitzad oil, mitzad the oil, the, the, the yoke that he's taken upon himself, he has uh, negated himself, he has uh, dispensed with himself as an individual. His everything is the, the dumb service of the Odin. By dumb, I mean unexpressive. He does what he is told. He has no opinions, he has, doesn't think about it, he has no spilers from it, he has no emotions regarding it, he does not know the Odin, he does not love the Odin, and he does not enjoy the Avaita. All of those things are irrelevant to him. He has constricted his being into a, a point of total focus on service to the Odin. The Evid Nemon, absolute service, complete service, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, with Simcha, with his Spashtus, just the opposite, the idea of kibbutz, of self-contraction into a point of absolute nothingness. The Evid Nemon is, is lost himself. He also is bittled to the Odin. Totally, completely bittled to the Odin. But his bittle is that he is subsumed within the glory of the Odin. He, he's, he's, uh, it's, it's a very positive a relationship. He's bound to the Odin. He understands something of the Odin. He has joy in his service. And of course, his service is entirely the service to the Odin. He's not looking for anything. He's not looking for reward, nor not even not spiritual reward. He's not. He's not pursuing an, a personal agenda. It's all the Odin, all for the boss. But it's with the hispashtus, with the opposite of kiyutz. So the hispashtus with simcha, he's, he's, he's lost in the joy and the tainug that the Odin is feeling. Um, extremes on the, on the bar graph of, or on the, on the line graph of uh, Avaita. So we're on the second paragraph, about eight, nine lines down. Um, Vedafka. The Evid Pajut, there's one word that goes on the Evid Pajut. It explains everything. Actually, it accounts for the entire behavior of the Evid Pajut. And that is the word oil, yoke. His negation, his bittle, his total um, abnegation to the Adun is one of self-constriction, self um Constriction is the best word. Self-condensation to the point where he is totally unexpressive. He has no opinions. He has no thoughts. He has no emotions. He is focused one million percent on the needs of the Odin, what the Odin wants, and the commands of the Odin. He has no simcha. Simcha is his pashtu. Simcha is an emotion. Simcha comes from a perception. This man is in a state of constant self-constriction. So, so how can you keep that up? It sounds like an extremely, like an impossible task. 
The Rebbe points out that this kibbutz, this self-constriction, this self-abnegation in the sense of, of the denial of any expression, uh, it becomes natural to him. It's, it's his, that's his job. That's his nature. That's his life. That's who he is. Uh, and he becomes acclimated to it. Why? Because that's what has to be. That's what he knows. This is the way it's got to be. Why? He doesn't know. But that's the way it's got to be. The second Evid. This is the Evid. His total abnegation to the Auden is of an entirely different nature. It does not involve self-constriction, self-containment at all. Why? Because the whole um, uh, putting himself aside, his, his bittle is, is due to a hiskashrus of his nefesh, a, a bond, a, a connection of his soul, which is makusher, he's losing, he loses himself in orient soif, which he appreciates, which he senses, which he knows, which he knows something about. It's a hiskashrus of light, hiskashrus of expansiveness, hiskashrus of losing himself in a higher being. Um, a totally different picture. The man is in a state of simcha and joy of heart at all times just by virtue of the fact that he's connected to Asmus and Hussein Saif. It's not that the simcha is due to the bittle. It doesn't come from the bittle or, put, or the putting himself aside. But it's not the idea that, you know, I'm completely subjugated. What an evid I am. Look what I'm, uh, here I am. I'm totally given over to the Odin. Uh, and that's the source of the simcha. No. Moreover, the simcha isn't, isn't revealed by him. Well, what kind of simcha is that? It's, this is a quite a difficult statement. Simcha is, by definition, something we feel, is it not? Well, not necessarily. Or it depends upon what level we are talking about in terms of feeling. This is not a simcha where there's a because. A simcha that there's a, I am happy because. So that is a simcha of expression, a simcha of superficiality in a sense. It has a cause, an identifiable cause. Here, the simcha is simply his life. That's what it is. He's connected to Orient Seif, and Orient Seif is a place of simcha, a place of tainogate, a position of absolute joy, which he is bound up to completely and totally. So it's not a matter of he has, is doing something in order to become the simcha. He, it's, a natural, it's a natural situation, a natural uh, state for him. It's in the etzim, not the hispashtus, again. Emotions are almost invariably, we think of them in terms of hispashtus. This is a very unusual case. Because there's always a reason. And if there's a reason, it means there's something outside of the self or maybe within the self, but the more external realms of the self, which is the cause of the emotion, the cause of the simcha. Here the simcha is a simcha of etzim, the very essence of the man is made out of simcha because of this iskasha. I shouldn't say that, but, but that the, the iskasha isn't causing the simcha. Well, it is. He, he is besimcha because, because what he is bound to is pure light and pure joy. Shahu bechinah simcha v'toyev lev tomid. He's in the state of simcha and, and joy constantly. Ukamaykein, osak hatar v'osak osak ha-mitzvahs, eins bechinah oil. His service in tarda and mitzvahs is absolute, but it's not because of an oil. It's not because he has taken upon himself a yoke. Yeah. In no way, this is not a, a burden. 
This is not a, uh, a pack that he has to carry. This is a matter of, this is a breath of life to him. Um, he loves this and desires it. Why? Here's the real key to the whole story. He brings Nachas Ruach to his, his creator. He brings Nachas Ruach to the Almighty. That's, that's the whole story. And that Nachas Ruach is his Nachas Ruach. That's his whole life. That's what he is. That's what he's all about. And since what he is and what he's all about is in the rubric of Nachas Ruach, Nachas Ruach, nonetheless, he's, he's in a state of constant positivity in Nachas Ruach. Therefore, this is not an avoida altogether. If we define avoida as, uh, as uh, um, burning calories, as walking, going uphill, as exerting oneself, forcing oneself, pushing oneself in an area which is not natural, which is unnatural, and applying exertion to achieve levels against one's nature and contrary to one's desires. None of that as it applies to him. The whole thing is his nature. That's who he is. His bond with the Almighty defines him. He's in a way he's defined by the Nachas Ruach of his master, of the Almighty. Needless to say, it is still Ava, and by, by necessity, of necessity, there are going to be Shinuyim. There are going to be differences. He doesn't stay on the same Madrega all the time. There have to be changes, there have to be alterations in the course of time. Because all of this, in the case of the Eved Pajut, it's the lack of expression. The man is expressionless. There's nothing to change. Here, the whole thing is expressive. His heart, soul, mind, essence is ex- the expression of the tainug of the melech. Well, expressiveness changes. It's, ne- it, it's not a constant. It, after all, is an expression. It's not possible that his connection, or his awareness of the connection, probably more accurately, is constant in time. It's not always, not a, it's not black and white. It's not a simple, plain, un, unalterable uh, um, situation. Sometimes it's a little bit more concealed. And sometimes uh, it's another way. It's, it isn't so concealed. But again, the interesting lotion here, sometimes it's behelam. Doesn't mean it's not there. Doesn't mean that he's lost the, this essential connection. Doesn't mean he's, his identity now is an Eved Nemon. Oh, he's, he's, he's lost. He's not an Eved Nemon at the moment. He's always an Eved Nemon. There are times he's a bit more aware of it, and there are times he's not so much aware of it, because by definition it is expressive, it is emotive, um, and emotions and expressions are constantly subject to fluctuation, at least in terms of perception. Uh, and as a Vaida, there is uh, uh, that, uh, clearly a Gili of Or in his Nefesh, which comes about through the Vaida. That's not what he's looking for. His Nisham is lit up by virtue of this relationship. That's not why he's involved in the relationship. That's not why he's connected and bound to the master. It's a, it's a given. It happens. His neshama is lit up just by virtue of the nature of his relationship with the, uh, with the Odin. But that is not the motivation for the relationship.
Nonetheless, there is an illumination of light in his soul. And he has tainug in this, namely, specifically, what's his tainug? The tainug is in the nachas ruach of the Odin, the nachas ruach of his creator. He doesn't even think in his own terms. He's not thinking about his own nachas ruach. He's not aware, as the river said, simcha comes in a way of helam. He's, probably, he's not even aware of the tainug and the simcha, which is at the very foundation of, of his personality. Uh, because the whole thing, it's all for the boss. Now, is this difficult to understand? Absolutely. Because we can't imagine such a relationship. It's very difficult to find, really, uh, this kind of thing in human terms. But he's, he's a joyful, happy, uh, expansive individual. Not because he's a joyful, happy, expansive individual, but because he's connected to joy. He's connected to the joy of his creator. He's connected to the happiness of his creator, to the nachas ruach of his creator. And therefore, all of that is his joy because of the connection is so strong. Umat umazet toiv loy. What is good by him? Umamela loy kein avoidasai shavim atzloy. I'm sorry, the, the, uh, to give nachas ruach to his creator. Uh, and from this, uh, this is where, this is his good. Umamela loy kol avoidasai ein shavim ba'atzloy. Another detail, sounds like the same thing, but it's not exactly the same. Not every avoid he performs is equal in his own eyes. We're talking about the Eved now, the Eved Namon. It all depends, the whole thing. Again, if the one word identifies the Evid Poshet, and that one word is oil, in the Evid Neman there is one expression that identifies him perfectly, and that is Nachas Ruach Lebari, the joy, the pleasure of the Creator. That's it. That's what he's all about. That's, that's what it's all about. But he perceives that the Creator, there's certain things that which the Creator has more joy in than uh, other things. The mushal that was given earlier on, you may recall, is the Eved Nemon is not, uh, not above doing scut work. He's not, he, he doesn't, he, because he, he doesn't, he has no self, he has no honor, he has no dignity, he's beyond himself, he's transcended himself to the extent where these madregas of covet don't apply to him altogether. He'll just as happily uh, clean up the, the floor as he will to serve the master a beautiful drink and a beautiful cup. But he sees that the master shows more tainug, seems to have more tainug from the beautiful wine served in the cup, than sweeping the floor. Now, the both are for the boss, but the master obviously has pleasure in all of these things. But as a servant, he doesn't see all of that. He's not, not aware of the fact of, he, he, in perception, the consistency of the tainug of the master is not apparent to him. And therefore, there are certain jobs which he thinks give more tainug to the master than other jobs. And that's a reasonable, I won't say it's a mistake, but it's a reasonable perception because after all, he's a human being. So not all the avoiders are the same by him. In case of the Evan Pajit, everything's the same. Doesn't matter whether it's cleaning out the toilet or polishing the king's crown. It's all the same. King wants it, that's it, period. He's given an order, that's what he does. He does what he's told. That's period. Then behold inyonim b'shav. Not all the inyonim by the Eved Neman are, are equivalent. It's explained elsewhere. That the, uh, as for me, your Torah is my joy, my pleasure, my, my delight. Uh, there are many madregas in Tainug. Tainug is not a black and white situation. There are levels. 
at least as far as we can see, avoidus annihilus in terms of in terms of different avoidus. Certain avoidus would be associated with a higher level of tainig. Other avoidus with a somewhat lower level of tainig. Kamoi baham shachas elokus For example, the bringing down of elokus lamata. This is a tainig for the banish loim, which is. Uh, uh, top notch. Yes, but say Gilui Tainig Yoy says tremendous Tainig in this when the Almighty sees that the uh, that the spiritual fabric of creation which he has created, which he has designed, which he has engineered, if you like, when he sees a light far above this coming in and illuminating and bringing bringing bracha and a, a spiritual treasure and light into the system which God created, which is beyond what God Himself has done at the outset, obviously for good reason. He has tremendous delight from that. That's a tremendous, tremendous inyan and tainu. Umamela, Ebed Hazaj, Yishtadl be inyanim. This goes without saying that this Ebed Neman, he knows that, and this is, he's going to exert himself absolutely and totally, and he's going, his, his very essence is going to be bound with this avoid of bringing added light into the world through Tardin Mitzvahs. Be inyanim el yoyser. Uh, this is the, the situation of the Eved Neman. Not all times are the same. There is a time in which what is necessary is an Avoida, which does not have this uh, glow to it, the same glow that bringing light into Seder Shtelshus has a, a more modest avoider, uh, a more or more modest uh, uh, task, a more modest mission, which nonetheless is required, which nonetheless brings Tainug. It's just not as clearly a level of Tainug as the Tainug of bringing added light into the world. Yesh b'zeh nachas ruach god l'mayla. It brings nachas ruach l'mayla. Hari hu ha'evid gamba avoid pshuta. Even, so the, the thing here is that the evid neman, it's not that he disdains avoid pshuta. Avoid pshuta, you know, it's, it's, it's instead of bringing the beautiful, the, 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 the Magnificent wine and the beautiful goblet to the king and handing him to him personally. It's uh, polishing his shoes. That's, a, that's an avoided pshuta. It's not beyond him. It's not above him. The only distinction he makes is he senses that there's more tainug in serving the wine than there's polishing the shoes. But that's his perception. And that's why there are shinuyim uh, in the Evid Neman, which don't exactly exist in the Evid Poshut. They do also, we'll see a little bit later on, he's, he has his own problems, but this is not one of them. There's nothing which he will not do or for, for the tainug of the Adon. I'm sorry. Even something that's beneath him, it's beneath his dignity to do this service. He doesn't care. He, you know, he, he'll clean up uh, what the dog did on, in front of the palace. He, he doesn't care, doesn't interest him because the king wants it. And in some way or another, it's going to bring pleasure to the king. That's it. He doesn't care about the nature of the avoid itself. However, what his acid test, his gauge for the significance of an avoida is the pleasure that it brings to the king. Visibly, certain avoidas bring more pleasure than other avoidas, And in his mind, these then become distinctions. Uh, um, He'll do anything. A few she'en l'fik fadiv things which are, are beneath him. Bishvil nachas ruach shoyis b'zeh l'mayla. But doesn't matter. Whatever he can do, which will bring any kind of nachas ruach to his creator, he's happy to do it. He throws himself into it completely and fully. 
uh, not as fully with those avoiders which do not seem to bring that much nachas ruach, but nonetheless he does everything and he does it with a good heart. So the Reb points out here, the, we are t- dealing with two very radical extremes of individual, two radical types of avoider on either end of a spectrum. Um, there are combinations of these. There are uh, there's a variety, a rich variety of avoider which stand between the Eved Nemon and the Eved Poshet. Um, and the Reb brings an example here of Dovet HaMelech. His service is not like that of Dovet HaMelech. How so? Sha'omer, uh, uh, this word is misspelled. This is from Shmuel Beis. Um, it should be Nikabloisi Ma'oid. I will be yet more vile. I will yet be lower. What's this about? This is about David HaMelech bringing the Aaron Akoidish into Ir David, to the city of David, to Yushalayim. Um, and uh, as the uh, Tanakh describes it, David HaMelech. Uh, wildly danced, wearing an aphid of some sort, and wildly danced with, with tremendous abandon before the iron jumping and leaping and, and just so overwhelmed, so taken with joy and simcha at this tremendous event. He just went wild. Well, he came back, and um, his wife, Michal, who was the daughter of Shoal, didn't like it. She gave him a little shtach. You know, uh, she was a bit sarcastic. You can look inside to see for yourself. And David Amela said, you know, I'm the lowest of the low. Uh, I will even be lower than that. She said, how David, how the king uh, degraded himself before the handmaids. It was a very, very uh, sharp, uh, sarcastic statement that she made to her husband. He said, you think that's... You think that's low? You think that is beneath my dignity? I will be ever more so below my dignity. I will be even more contemptible in my eyes in the joy and service of God Almighty. So what does it mean? Shezehu mitzad shiflus atzmoy. David HaMelech was in a state of shiflus. He saw himself as a nobody to begin with. He's, he, uh, before God, he's nothing. He's, he's absolutely of no significance. He has no sense of joy, of, uh, a sense of joy for certain, but no sense of self at all. He's in a state of absolute um, modesty, isn't the word. It's, it's uh, self deprecation. Shahu nivs of a shuffle He was lowly in his eyes. He saw himself that way. Uh, this is not the Evid Nemon. Who worries about his covet altogether? Thinks about his covet altogether. The Avid Nemon uh, could be given the lowest, lowest job or the highest, highest job. He's always in a state of simcha because his his um, status in his eyes is of no significance. He's, uh, everything is the king. Everything is the tiny of the king, and that's it. David Melech saw himself as lowly. The Avid Nemon does not see himself as lowly. He doesn't think about things in those terms. All his only thoughts are the tiny of, of the Melech uh, of the Odin. David Melech saw was lowly in his eyes. The time of the time of when the particularly at such a time when the iron is brought in, he, he he sees himself as an insect, as nothing in the in the light of this kedusha, in the light of the divinity, which is is um, he is privileged to participate in. He sees himself as an ant. The Eved Nemon, on the contrary, does not see himself in negative terms because he doesn't see himself. It's uh, something of this order. So the, the main point is that, the, uh, that there are distinctions, that, that there are varieties of behaviors among different types of Evid. Um, 
the At the time of great holiness, he was very, very low in his own sight, extremely low in his own sight. Um, this is the Eved who isn't in the Ged Mitzias altogether. His bottle, Nicole, Atzmusay Lagam, his whole Etzem is totally negated. Abul Ha'Eved Hanal, Shemaniach Es Atzmay, Avoid Bechol Ha'Avoidus, Af She'ena Lafi Kvaidai. The Eved who uh, puts himself aside will do any Avoidus, even those that are far beneath his dignity, seemingly. Um, Mitnei nachas ruach. It doesn't have to do whether he feels low or not. The whole thing is the nachas ruach. That is received lamaila. So there's a distinction. Um, this eved is bittel to Hashem because he has a self vision of. He's a self vision. He's a vision of himself. It's There's an eved which is completely bittel to Hashem, who has no self image. Everything is the nachas ruach lamaila. Therefore, by him, uh, everything is, he'll do anything and everything. So, the, what the Rebbe has done is by bringing David HaMelech into the picture, he's given us a bit of a nuance on, on the various motivations, the various personalities, because there are a variety of avoiders here. We're talking about the two extremes, but a nuance to look at the variety of, of attitudes uh, in people who are Bittl Batachos. So now we're on the last paragraph. Alpia now Yuvin Mash Oimer Asher Dibur Moshe El Kol Yisrael. This is what we began the Mimer with. Is the pasuk in uh, in Devarim? First pasuk in Devarim. These are the words uh, that Hashem is Baruch. These are the words uh, uh, that Moshe told the entire Jewish people. You may recall. So the question was, uh, well, well, we'll go a bit further. Perish, call Yisrael. First of all, call Yisrael. This, he spoke to everybody. The entire Jewish people were assembled when Moshe Rabbeinu said these words. In the rest of Tarda, it wasn't clear that the, the totality, the entirety of the Jewish people were listening to him. Um, there are two places in which it is clear. One is this Pasuk. The other is uh, in, in Hakel, the Pasuk dealing with Hakel. In this case, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to all the Jewish people. What's the significance of that? Why is it important to say as much? So the Rebbe takes it on a slightly deeper level. Not just that everyone was there physically, that it accounted for the totality of the Jewish people, but every madrega of Jew. Uh, it's more qualitative than quantitative. Bechinus Eved Neman, Bechinus Eved Pajut, Eved Neman was there, the Eved Pajut was there. Everybody, Moshe spoke to everybody. And therefore his speech had to be able to touch everybody. It had to be um, a nogea to everybody, despite these tremendous distinctions between the kinds of Evid that he was talking to. So what did, these, what did Moshe say to them? What was the talk that he gave? He gave them Teichacha. He gave them Musr. He gave them criticism. Um, and uh, the, the Rebbe says the whole point What's the point of criticism? The point of criticism is not, God forbid, to put someone down or to make them feel low. The point is to bring out of them the ava that has been obscured, perhaps, by uh, inadequate behavior, that has been obscured by uh, defects, defective pers- expressions of personality, been ex- it has been obscured 
by by worldly affairs, whatever, whatever there is which is concealing on this intense ava. We think of the Eved Neman, for example. So the idea of teichacha is to tear away whatever the obstructions are, uh, uh, no matter how minor they may be, and to reveal this, this love. That's the point of teichacha, is to reveal love. This is the point of avoid altogether. To bring from a state of concealment to gilb. You don't have to create it. Love is not something in, the, in, the, in this case which it is necessary to, to develop or to cultivate. It's there. Everyone's got the Ahavimusiteris, which is in the heart of every single Jew. It's all there. What was required is to bring it from a state of concealment to a state of gilb. It's a lot easier than it is trying to create a love that isn't there to begin with. Uh, that's why the Tanya focuses on this Pesach, it's, very, it's easy for you, it's close to you, it's near to you, because the Ava is there. The Ava is the terrace, this intense Ava, uh, which is an inheritance from our Avais, and therefore it's in every single Jewish Neshama. But there are distinctions among Jews as to the way in which it is revealed, and to the extent to which it is revealed. This is Shaykh even to the Eved Neman. The Eved Neman can use Teichacha. Um, because, as the Rebbe pointed out earlier, there are, after all, Shinuyim. And what's considered defective and what's considered a perfect avoid in one person could be a slightly defective avoid or faulty avoid in someone else. The Eved Neman, don't forget, is an extremely high level of divine perfection, of, of uh, the perfection of avoid. And therefore, He's, his little alterations in perception and sensitivity and love are problematic for him. So this goes on the Eved Neman Lamashal. Uh, it's been explained. In the Eved Neman, as the Rebbe pointed out in several places already, not every time is the same. There are alterations in his Hiskashus and his awareness of the Hiskashus, and therefore in the expression of his intense love. The times in which it is more concealed, the times in which it is not more concealed. So in his case, he can certainly use to make sure to bring this ava, which is at his very the core of his very being, from a state of concealment to a state which is perhaps a bit obscured, or it's been shattered by something. Or, or, or it's not being expressed in full strength, to a state of revelation. The Ava itself does not change. The expression of the Ava changes. The revelation of the Ava changes to bring it to a state of complete gilui from a state of uh, inadequate gilui, let us say. There's no question. The Eved Pashat needs always do better. If good is good, as the Rebbe would always say, if good is good, is not better, better. The surface of Hashem, Zain Saif. Hashem is Zain Saif. His surface is Zain Saif. It always requires extra and added. So the Eved Poshet as well can use Teichacha. La'arib ba'avarasai, to stimulate his avodah. Shehiyah kidabai, that it should be mamish top-notch. It should be appropriate, exactly, uh, exactly appropriate. Ach, yesh bezeh beiz madregis. But there are in this two levels, two, two madregis. <clears throat> which means that there are two types of toichacha. There's toichacha for the Eved Neman, and there's toichacha for the Eved Pajat. These two levels are two varieties of toichacha. In one case, it comes in a way of concealment, partial concealment, 
comes in a way of hinting, or remes, let us say. And the second way is wide open, it's black and white, it's pshat. And we have these two types of taichacha we see at the beginning of Sefer Devarim. The taichacha begin with essentially uh, hints, with remes. This is taichacha which is concealed, uh, which is not o- open and obvious. Later on, we get some very, very straightforward taichacha. So there are these two approaches to taichacha, one b'derech remes, which would be called here a form of concealment, and the other taichacha, which is uh, wide open and clear. Vinyan who things like this. The Taichacha that comes in a way of concealment, um, its source is the Gvoris of, of, of Abba, the Gvoris of Chachma. Now, remember that the Ava Musateris, which is in the heart of every Jew, the essence of the Ava, the core of Ava, is from Ava, it's from, from Chachma. Tanya goes at great length in this of, as the source, the, the core of of the amun of the Ava, however you want to look at it. Um, and in the case of the Teicha, uh, which comes in a way of concealment, the dimension of Ava, which is being expressed, is Gevura Da'aba. Shalzen Nemar, Hanistarim Hashem Elokeinu. That which is hidden belong to Hash, belongs to Hashem. Umabar, the Makamaras explained elsewhere, the Pulasam, Baruchnius, Hu Haitzi, Esa Ava, Musateris, Mehelam Elogilu. The point is to bring. To approach the Ava, which itself is in a state of concealment. It's called Ava Musuteris. Concealed Ava to a state of Gilui. It's approached on its own terms. It's approached through the Gvuris of, of Ava, and it comes out in a way of, uh, of hint, of remez. The Ab Musateris is the Ratzon, which is the heart and soul of every single Jew, it's the core of the love and, and, and desire of every single Jewish person. This is a beautiful expression from um, Shira Shirim. I am asleep, but my heart is, my heart is awake. Well, what does that mean? It means, yeah, the Jewish people, we have our ups and downs, a lot of downs. Uh, at the time of those downs, when we're asleep, we're in the sleep of Gaulus, we're in the sleep of self-indulgence, uh, we're, we're in the sleep of lassitude, of laziness, of, of unawareness. When we are in that sleep, our heart is awake. That Abmus Teres never, ever goes away. Therefore, the point is to bring this from a state of Helam to a state of Gilui. That is the idea of Teichacha, to remove obscurity, remove these superficial, unreal obstacles so that this burning core, which can never change, which never goes out, which is always burning at the heart of the core of every single Jew, comes to a state of Gilui. In this case, what is needed is a hint. You don't need more than that. Again, we're talking primarily about the Avid Neman or uh, people of that path um, whose love from time to time is not what it could be or not what it should be. There's a, a form of sleep, a form of, of obscurity, a form of unawareness. And the Teichachah, uh, which are in a way of concealment from Gvuras to Abba, are designed, all you need in, the ca- in this case is a hint. And uh, this will do the trick. Vahinu, 
divrei teichacha shaal derech nister. The teichacha could come in a way of nister. Abel lahavi his galus bechinas nefshrach neshama shibenefesh. So that is in the case where the individual expresses love in the fullest to the full extent that he can. This is the eved neman whose whole love, whose whole avida, is an avida of love. The whole connection, the whole. Uh, being of that individual is is love and the expression of love in the hiskashus with or ain't soif. Such an individual, a hint is sufficient. Uh, the, whatever obscurities come in the shinuyim that the Rebbe discussed, these are easily dealt with uh, in a way of remez, in a way of, in a way of hinting. However, uh, in the case uh, situation, to, in order to bring uh, the nefesh ruach neshama of the nefesh. I'm sorry. Of the hobby, his galus begins nefesh ruach shabbat nefesh to bring out mamish the nefesh ruach the nefesh ruach neshama of the nefesh, the entire soul of the person, to to expose to bring out the nefesh el kiss of an individual. This is a tougher job. This requires uh, expressed um, ex- an ex- expressed black and white pshat. So, again, think about it for a minute. Think about the Eved Pajot. The Eved Pajot is Ava's not obscured because he's not operating in Ava. Um, the Eved Pajot, his mind has, is not wandering. His, uh, his emotions have not become diluted because he's not operating in mind. He's not operating on delusions. On, on, on emotions. He's operating on the very neshama itself. He's driven to do what has to be done because it has to be done. It's got to be told. Uh, there are hints will not work on such a, in such a circumstance because there's no subtlety here at all. This is the difference between the Eved Neman and the Eved Pajit. The Eved Neman die. The Eved Neman is sufficient to give Teichacha, which are in a way of concealment, a way of hint, in a way of remez. This will be sufficient to fan the coal once again, to bring him back to the state of perfect Ava. But don't forget the Eved Pajr is not operating in Ava. That's not his thing. Uh, requires in an open way that can be clearly understood uh, to, to improve his performance. And therefore, Moshe began his, uh, uh, his Musr with which were in a way of concealment, a way of hint. Later, he, it, he gave over in a revealed way. This is the idea. These are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to everybody, each in accordance with his needs. For the Eved Neman, he gave over in a way of remez, in a way of concealment. To the Eved Pashat, he gave clear, open which will result in op- operative. Changes, changes in his performance of, of mitzvahs, his learning, whatever, and Evid, all the various things that Evid Pajit is involved with seven days a week, every single hour of the day. Uh, he needs to know where these things have to be improved. <laughs>
This is the totality of the Madregas of, of, of the Jewish people. Eved Neman on one, on one end, uh, Eved Pajot on the other, and everybody else in the middle. Whether we are talking about the Eved Neman or whether we are talking about the Eved Pajot. And thus ends this mimer. And God willing, next week we will begin a new mimer. Achrei Hashem Elokeichem Teilechu. Uh, and uh, Mr. Shem, that's we'll, we'll begin on page Tuf Lamed, a new mimer uh, next next year. All the best.